Listen. A new intro, and we are back. Welcome to District Divided, a DC sports podcast. I am Amit. That is K.K. K. How are you doing today, sir? I am great. It's my time of the month, so I'm drinking cranberry juice. What do you mean by that? I mean, I don't want to get into too many details because, I mean, I don't think it's anybody's business but my own. But if just so happen I'm deciding that... Um, I don't necessarily feel comfortable in the body that you really, you usually, and the, the pronouns that have been used for me, I might have done a few things to change some stuff like that. Maybe we'll get Ooh. into that after the pod. Sounds good. But for yeah. you guys, hey, it's been three weeks. You're probably wondering where we were. We were in Europe fighting some fires in Spain and France and the UK. It's been wild, but we're just doing what we can. We're doing our part to make sure that while global warming is going on, we're taking care of what we need to take care of, making sure it's safer for the people in Europe. K-Dot, what was your experience like doing that? Well, I mean, it was it was really, really good making sure that we were helping people as far as like save their homes and things like that. But I also wanted to make sure the entire time we were over there that I made sure that they all understood that as an American, we were superior to them and that soccer is just incorrect and making sure that bitch slapped the shit out of anybody that said football when we were talking about that, uh, that, that, that other sport. Well, honestly, my main motivation for going was to be able to say football or like football. It was yeah, very, that's why we never we weren't linking. The that's the thing. Is it as strange as it is to have two guys that are on the same podcast go overseas? That's why we didn't really spend any time together. Because while point. you were doing that shit, I was bit slapping Europeans. Right. And so while you were doing that, I was also asking questions about Brexit and stuff like that in the UK while fighting the fire with the firefighters. So we were never in the same place at the same time because we figured divvy up district divided. So that's what we did. Mm -hmm. And just trying to spread awareness. Hopefully we get a few more views on this video. But this is yeah, I was trying podcast. to start Frexit. France needs to leave. The Jesus. Jesus. We're not going to get into the France story anyway. But we are going to get into some sports specifically Juan Soto, the Washington Nationals are absolutely botching this situation. We're going to get into that. We're then going to talk about Commander's Training Camp that begins Tuesday, July 26th. And we are going to each pick a player that we are looking out for. And we are going to talk about Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney is now the head coach of DC United. Why on earth did that happen? I'm going to give you my take. And I'm going to ask KDOT if he's more likely to go to a soccer game now. And then we are going to conclude with the Comet mailbag. And then we'll leave a little bit more after the pod. But we got to begin with Juan Soto, the generational talent himself, the 23-year-old who won a home run derby, but had to fly commercial to L.A. because the Nats, after he turned down a 15-year, $440 million deal, would refuse to charter a flight for him. Gets in at 1.30 a.m., gets his rest, and being the generational talent that he is, wins the home run derby. KDOT, 15 years, $440 million, would make him the highest paid player in baseball based on the total, $440 million. However, that would be 20th in AAV average annual value. And for a guy like him, he deserves more, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, that's the thing is that this, oh, but hold on, we need to clarify because I know that there's a lot of fans there online that are very, very much defending the Nationals position and want to make sure it's known that they at least paid for the commercial flight. It was a first class ticket, right? Uh, I, I hate how many people just go out of their way to support these fucking cheap billionaires. Um, Look. This entire situation is just fucked up. It's just a fucked up situation. Like there, Juan Soto deserves to be one of the one of, if not the highest played baseball player in the league. The only guy that we can one hundred percent say, all right, probably or deserves more than anybody is probably Mike Trout. But there's, um, but as far as looking at how young this guy is, looking at his stats and his age at what twenty three, been in the league for five years, um, and then you look at what he does and where those numbers are compared to comparable to anybody that's ever played baseball, they're all Hall of Famers other than Mike Trout at this point, right? So, like, we know where the trajectory is going unless something absolutely, completely out of, pardon the pun, out of left field happens, and it's, like, his career is over. So, I, I 
But then, so like, I know as a Nats fan myself, as a Washington sports fan myself, there is this sort of pain that we have where why can't the stars finish their careers with us? So like, there, there's some hurt there. So like, there's, especially the guys that are homegrown. So like, seeing Bryce Harper walk away was hard. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It was hard as shit. And so we won the World Series and it was like, all right, bye, bitch. But then um, seeing Max Scherzer play for the Mets right now is hard for me. Seeing Ryan Kerrigan play in an Eagles uniform is extremely hard for me. LeVar Arrington playing for the Giants. Uh, like, it was hard for Ryan Kerrigan, too, just to be clear. It did not go very well in Philly. Like, yeah, they should have gave him more playing time. I'm just saying. The, um, <laughs> the fact that we're looking at Juan Soto. We, when we were doing District Divided, we had all the guys on. We were talking about who the coolest athlete. In we're sports. still doing District Divided. When we had the other guys with us doing District Divided. It feels like a right. different show. The, um, better now. The... Uh, <laughs> the idea that Juan Soto was the name that we were floating around as far as being probably the most popular or at least the coolest athlete in DC. And mm-hmm. the fact that we're looking at this and he's, you hear biggest contract in MLB history and no, he might not come back. is like, it hurts. And you're looking for anybody to blame. And there's blame to go around everywhere. If I'm Juan Soto, there's not a snowball chance of how I'm signing that deal. It's not going to happen. He's on a contract for two more years because of arbitration. We have to pay him like $50 million the next two years, even if he stays here, regardless. So the 15-year $440 million is more like 13 years, $300-something million. It's almost very similar to the Bryce Harper deal, right? Which um, the Bryce Harper deal that he actually did get when he went to Philly. Um, when you're looking at it as far as the amount of money after the arbitration, because you're told, he's got two more years left on the fucking deal. When he, when he's, he has two years left before everything would kick in. But they're talking about trading him now. Which I get, but that's the thing is like, the, it doesn't feel as though, and the thing is like, look, here's the way I'll put it. If something doesn't change in the status quo as far as ownership and what they're willing to spend, period, as far as our roster, he needs to go. Yeah. And so here's the thing. And actually, uh, Brendan Nichols, friend of the show and has been on the show before, uh, made up or really made up. It was real, made a really good point, uh, which was that the contract was backloaded and the learners don't seem to believe that they are going to be the long term owners. So they would just be passing the bill essentially to the new owners. So with that being the case, I don't understand why they can't make a legitimate offer to Juan Soto. I mean, we let go of Trey Turner and Max Scherzer in that trade to get Kybert Ruiz, Josiah Gray, whatever. And the message was we're doing this to have the money to sign Juan Soto. You let a guy like Bryce Harper go. Anthony Rendon walks. I mean, you name it. We have let so many stars go. I feel like we had a solid foundation, especially with that World Series winning team. How could you not think so? Anthony Rendon was playing out of his mind. Juan Soto, amazing. Even in the wildcard game, he was the guy, right? He was the guy, what, 20 years old that stepped up and made a play with two outs in the bottom of the eighth. So I don't understand the aversion to wanting to keep a generational talent like him. It makes me much, much more thankful for the Alex Ovechkin situation where he is only ever really going to play for us. It's Ted Leonsis. Yeah. Well, he would have just done with Brad Beal. Keep his guys, Brad Beal, exactly. So is there any rescue here or is it over Have they sell the team in the next two weeks it's not going to work with the learners look we had success in that run as far as in the years around the world series if you look at our payroll we were in the top 15 the top 10 i think we cracked top 10 i don't mm-hmm. know if we cracked top five we were definitely top 10 for a few of those years right now we're 20th and i think if it's up to the learners they'd much rather have us around that 20th mark than anything near the top 10 they're cheap assholes and the thing is that like we are a major market team that conducts itself like a very small market team or even the mid-market teams. And the thing with the mid-market teams is that what you can't do if you're not willing to pay money, if you're not willing to go out there and pay, if you're not willing to be the Mets, if you're not willing to be the Red Sox, if you're not willing to be the Dodgers, you cannot feel the team even with your star. It, it, it just doesn't work. So right. like, you can have your star, but it, baseball is such a team sport. 
You have to have other pieces. Look at uh, look at fucking uh, Shohei Atani and fucking um, Mike Trout right now. They have Anthony huge Rendon. contracts. Anthony Rendon, look, huge contracts as far as that, right? Those things. But if you're really looking into overall payroll, from what I remember, I don't think they're top two, top three, top five right now. And the thing is that they, because they don't want to get into anything luxury tax or anything else like that, they're going to be at this cap. And you're like, yeah, even if you have one or two really, really great pieces, unless you build a really good squad around it, it doesn't matter. And that's the thing that if I'm Juan Soto, I don't come back here knowing that this team, even if they pay me, they're not going to be willing to pay the other people. Right. So and that's if, the thing. So if you're Juan, you're going, okay, I can get a deal that I like in multiple places. Right. And I can also be with a team that is serious about winning, that has other pieces around me so that, yes, while there will be pressure on me, I'm not the one and only guy. Right. Whereas right now, it feels like I might be the one and only guy. Heck, there was even an interview in the locker room. I can't remember. And I think this was before the home run derby where they were talking about Trey Turner. Is it nice to see Trey Turner again? And he said, yeah. And he's like, and I'd love to have him back in D.C. So he's already talking about wanting to like, you don't have other talent, legitimate talent around him. No offense to these other guys, but they're just not at that level. Right. I mean, they're they're not all stars. So ownership has changed their entire look. I don't hate Mike Rizzo. I think Mike Rizzo is actually no, fairly I, decent. I, I think GM. Nats fans generally agree Mike Rizzo is a good general manager. But it's 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 you're asked somebody to go buy you go to the used car lot and get your car to be able to take you across the country, and you say you only got two hundred bucks to spend. How the fuck am I supposed to do that? I was supposed to get anything reliable enough to take us across the country. Juan Soto can do what he's doing, which is put up Hall of Fame looking numbers. We'll still be in last place. Because there's nobody else around him. So that's the thing is like, even with the production you get for Juan Soto, unless you're willing to spend to go get the other guys, it's not going to work. The Mets are probably the best run team right now. If you're looking at this year, even with Scherzer and DeGrom out, they're still doing things because of the way they built that team. They spent a lot of money, but they're also didn't deplete anything in the process of doing so. Like that's so, the, there's a balance there. And we, we, we don't know. And Brennan's right. You, and I, me and Brendan have talked about this at length. And actually, shout out to Rafter District. I was saying that I thought the main reason was the, the, the learners are writing a contract that they know they don't have to pay the lion's share up because they won't be here. So at the end of the day, why not backload the fuck out of it? Because we don't right. want to pay anything, right? So like, now, the, that being said, there is a little bit of like, okay, There's a why now sort of factor, which makes me think mm -hmm. that there might be even more to it from an ownership standpoint. And here's what I don't know. I don't know if, if they're in the rooms or they have the group that is trying to get it. If they're like, if, if some potential owners are saying, we don't want that contract. I don't know if that's the case. I, I, I don't think that it is, but Ref the District did respond to me and saying, well, hey, what about the aspect of right now out of nowhere? He's got two years left that we don't really, we can talk about this for another year. We don't, the, the time's not pressing right now to get this done. But the reason it, everything is kind of moved up, the, the timeline is probably because of the sale. Now, what impact is this having on the sale? And how is the sale impacting this? Right. How's the sale impacting this? Uh, just before we move on, I, I got to just shout out the Nationals for being <laughs> complete idiots in, it's, I think, pretty close to truth. And common knowledge that they were the ones that leaked that the deal got turned down. Oh, absolutely. Right. That didn't have the effect that they were thinking it would. Because when people got to see the details, they were like, wait, then no. Juan Soto should have rejected that. You disagree. Go ahead. I, I really do think Nats fans have been there. Are, I, I do think it might be 50-50. No, I not think it might be 50-50. No, I really not. do. Okay, I really, look, comment, I really below, do. comment below on what you think of Juan Soto rejecting the 15 year, $440 million deal. If you're a Nats fan, do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think he should have taken it? Do you think he shouldn't have? Because this is not 50 50. I think most Nats fans agree that Juan Soto got low balled. I, I don't know. I haven't seen it's that. I've not seen that money. It is astronomical money. I get it. It's not, but he deserves more. That's just it's not. It it's but here's the, the thing. It's not. It's, it's not astronomical money when you take into account the two years of arbitration. Is astronomical. The two years of arbitration, not to mention it's a 15 year fucking deal. 
the $440 million in what it is as far as backloading, tell me you're going to give me $40 million and look at, look at inflation 15 years ago compared to what it is right now. What the fuck does that money even look like? Oh, okay. okay. It's still years. a ton of money. It is still a ton of money. But I, it's a ton of money But from looking at compared to what, what major league baseball teams fucking make and what is the revenue is it, where the revenue is. How many of these assholes are all big? They're all billionaires. Okay, I, I'm just saying that if you're going to say $440 million, also look at inflation. Like at a certain point, there is a certain amount of money that is inflation proof, if you will. Yes, it gets devalued, of course, but $440 million for one individual is a lot, but it's still not enough. Is there not a team that you think the out there? Is, is there a team out there that you don't think would be willing to offer half a billion right now? I'm agreeing with you. Right, I'm, saying, I'm saying it's still an astronomical amount. Just generally speaking, $440 million is an astronomical amount of money, generally, but he deserves more. That is my point. Fine. I'm fine. I, on I, the I, same page. Fuck you. No, I'm <laughs> don't twist my words. Don't twist my words. We're back. We fought some fires. We don't need to start one here. Like, I, I'm going to get one other thing that I will give Rep to District credit for. And I think this is the offer that needs to happen. I have heard that the Nats are going to offer him one more contract. They're, they have one more deal that they're going to offer him, and then it's over. We'll see how it goes. Ten years, four fifty. Oh, he takes that. You have to offer it. You could even do twelve, four fifty, and he might even take that. Ten years, four fifty, forty-five a year, no backloading. Make it equal. Average it out the entire way. You add the forty-five million to the current payroll that we have on the Nats. Do you know where that takes us from twentieth to like twelfth? I think I, I think Scherzer I think Scherzer currently three years one thirty remaining. Scherzer's a forty something mil. So he's forty three. So that would and that's the highest AAV in Major League Baseball right now. So that would put one at number one. Uh, quick question, KDOT, and we'll probably end up talking about this again on another episode. But how do you think this ends? Soto's gone. Okay. Uh, do we get anything remotely close to fair value for him? We don't know until five years from now. Fair enough. All right, cool. Let's move on. Washington Commanders, they begin training camp Tuesday, July 26th. That is two weeks long. And then we jump into a preseason game against the Carolina Panthers. But again, first we got that two-week period where veterans are going to be there. Rookies are going to be there. You got all those reports about Jahan Dotson being the second coming. And now he's going to go against some of the other guys. So it's going to be interesting to see. The question, KDOT, is what one player... You can name a couple if you really want to. But what one player are you most interested in seeing at this training camp? There's only one answer. Go ahead. Carson Wentz. (laughs) I got a different answer. Well, then you're wrong. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. This is why it's called District Vibe. It's the most important position in the league on any team. Quarterback, right? Unless your name is Aaron Donald and still, yeah. So the um, it's the most important position in, in on the team. We haven't had one that could actually play the position in how long? Five years. Kirk Cousins. We. But I'm glad we got rid of him. That's a separate topic. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I miss Kirk. I'm joking. I, I, somebody we'll, we'll get Nelson that, Wolf on. And that we're, that, we that, that throw. Cousins that throw in the, uh, the, with the Giants. We said thing. Um, the. Dude, Go ahead. I was working at Geico. I did not watch that live. Talk about was... talk about training camp. Carson Wentz. Go ahead. <laughs> it's Carson Wentz. You just got. We got to make sure that he is firing all cylinders. And the thing that I say is for Carson Wentz, and this is why it's kind of a cheating answer. If Carson Wentz is playing at a high level, that also probably means I'm seeing some good Jahan Dotson action. I'm seeing some good Terry McLaurin action, which we're all happy that Terry sell the contract. He's going to be there. Like that's the thing. Is like I look at Carson Wentz and like. I circle Carson Wentz because I'm like, I need to see how this offense is going to work. And that's what, I, that's what I'm looking at at training camp. Also, sidebar, the lottery system to go see training camp is fucking stupid shit. You're trying to get more fans, fucking Washington commanders, not siphon off or trying to dilute what the fuck. It's stupid. Yeah, I don't think any team is necessarily well run here in D.C. except for the Caps. I don't even think that's a hot take. I like the Wizards. I think the Wizards have actually done a pretty good job. Okay. I think looking at the situ- product on the, yeah, but on the, the situation court. we were at three years ago with the John Wall contract and he's hurt all the fucking time compared to where we are right now. I yeah. don't think any of us thought that the light was going to be this bright. Uh, how bright is it? Anyway, that's a separate segment as well. But, okay. but noted. Okay. So you say Carson Wentz. 
And I like the rationale behind it. My thing is, I think Wentz is going to be fine, even if he has a poor training camp. I, I just think it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get to know the playbook, stuff like that. So if he goes, hey, he didn't look as sharp as we would have hoped. I'm not that concerned. Maybe I'm crazy. Not that concerned. I would be concerned if last year's first round pick, Jamin Davis, does not have a good camp because now we really, really need him more than ever, right? Because we took him last year. We were hopeful that he could have an immediate impact, but people around the pick and other experts were saying, bit of a project. We don't know what's going to happen with Jamin Davis. Well, again, 6'4", 220, 230, 240, whatever it may be, the man is a freak physically, and we need him to play like one because that is our weakest position group. Cole Holcomb is a stud. He may get that contract extension. We need him to, but that speaks to the level of desperation there, right? No, it does. What are you laughing no, at? I, it's, it's, you call Cole Holcomb a stud. It's desperation, I love Cole Holcomb. No I love him. Tackle. No one else can tackle. <laughs> okay, that's the benchmark. He is stud. <laughs> Come on, see, man. You, you see, okay, you're making my point for me. I just hope you know that. Because oh, no, 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 I don't Davis, disagree. I don't disagree. Damon Davis. The intense how you're talking, oh, I'm like, is it, this defense is going to suck this year. Watch. Watch the offense carry us. <laughs> Jamin Davis needs to have a good training camp for me to be a bit more excited about the defense because ultimately I trust the front four. I know it wasn't as good last year. Chase Young goes down with the injury and COVID and you name it. John Allen was fantastic the whole time through. Uh, But we desperately need another linebacker. And I'm hopeful and optimistic that it is Jamin Davis. We have gone through the linebacker picks for teams with Del Rio, with Rivera, with Mayhew. They're generally very good. We cannot afford a whiff on this one. What do you think of that? Um, I'm still getting over your fucking Cole Holmes just that bit. <laughs> Cole, um, I back you. I, 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 here's, here's what I'll give you. I think you're right. I'd actually, I'd change my answer regardless of once to Jamie Davis. He has to work out. If he does not work out, it's going to be a long year on defense. It's going to be such a long I mean, I'm just saying, like, that linebacker position is so fucking depleted. Like, it's not. Like, Cole Holcomb is, like, the best possible multiversal version of Will Compton. <laughs> I think Cole's good. I don't even know what his I think Cole is solid. I think he's solid. I think he's solid. I think he's a solid starter. And I think that that is a huge thing for Cole Holcomb. A solid, like, I don't question him starting. But I'm not looking at him to be a game changer. No. He just isn't. But we are asking him to be one. And to his credit, he has done that in games. He has back. had moments. He has absolutely yeah, had moments. Certainly. But that's. Jamin Davis has to be better. He it has will to help be better. Everyone out if he plays well. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Because last year, here's the thing about training camp. This is my general feel. Everyone gets a good report. Like Diame Brown last year. Remember that? Everyone was like, oh my gosh. She's like a lot of receivers. We did an episode on it. Right. Jahan Dotson this year. Everyone goes gaga over the wide receivers, but everyone goes gaga <laughs> over everybody during training camp. Jamin Davis didn't have very good reports last year. That was worrying to me as a fan where I'm like, everyone gets good reports. What's going on here? Yeah. So if he doesn't get good ones again, then we're talking about a bust here. And I know you're one. I'm, I never label anybody a bust after one year rookie year. You're transitioning to the, to the big boy league, to the NFL could take some time. That's fine. But you're two. Okay. You've been around it. You've had a full off season. Now, what do you do now? What do you do? And we need Jamin Davis to respond to that. Uh, I mean, I have my own philosophy on the whole the bust label and how I, I hate it. Um, and I think ninety percent of it's the team fault, not the fucking player. But um, for where it is, they drafted. Oh, how about this? Well, then, for better or worse, you'd be labeled a bust, whether it's his fault or not. If the linebacker position does not work out this year, my sight is set completely on Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio. There's nobody else I'm looking to blame other than those two guys. Um, you knew what we had. And you decided not to address it. Okay, it's what okay. it is. Like so, like uh, at the end of the day, if that if they do not work out on defense, then heads got to roll because there's absolutely no reason that many first round picks, that many high round picks on that defense, especially on that defensive line, for them not to be wreaking havoc. No, any no excuse. 
any last names uh, that you want to throw out there before we move on to Wayne Rooney and DC United? Uh, Antonio Gibson. Okay. I'm kind of curious to see how it is he looks or how it is they're utilizing him mm-hmm. with, um, what's his name, Alabama boy? Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson. Yeah. Um, yep. Like I was looking at the Madden ratings, and I don't think he, he didn't crack top 20. Okay, so <laughs> do you know Cole Holcomb's Madden rating? No, because he he wasn't high enough to. <laughs> they're doing like top twenty lists. Come on, bro. Come on, man. I'm looking this up. Cole Holcomb, Madden. No, I bet it was good. Seventy tops. I say seventy-two tops. Dollar bet right now. There is no way he's a seventy-two. Madden twenty-two. Also, this is on Spotify. So, just a heads up if you're listening to this. K-Dot and I are both Googling right now. All right, on 70, 79. Uh, oh, 79. 79. No, yeah. you said definitely got higher. All right, fair enough. Because no, he's a stud. Cole Holcomb's a stud. Just let it go. How about that? Maybe Davis is a 72. Or was a 72. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Again, hopeful that he does something. Uh, one other name I wanted to throw out, Cole Turner. Tight end. Because he is a big boy. He can be a red zone threat immediately. I'm curious to see how the coaching staff addresses him especially with Logan Thomas still sort of recovering, right? Because he could maybe have an early impact on the season as Logan recovers. So just uh, one more name I want to AGG. Yeah, at tight end, yeah. at tight end. He's a long shot to make the roster. I'd like to see him get it done. I really, I, I think it could work out. I really do. Well, if he jumps on the podcast, he might get it done. We'll see. Hear that? Well, I mean, like, you have to listen to hear that. Yeah, well, just spam him with it. All right, let's move on to soccer as KDOT likes to call it. And honestly, I like to call it that too. Wayne Rooney, after DC United lost to the Philadelphia Union 7-0 on national TV on a Friday night, was not feeling well that day, decided to have some soup, some toast. I was like, you know what? Let me turn that game on. Disaster. Absolute disaster of a game. Wayne Rooney then became named head coach of DC United. And it surprised me. It surprised a ton of DC United fans, but there's a lot of excitement around it. It is a two-year deal, and there is an option for a third, but honestly, you would think for getting a guy like Wayne Rooney that DC United would be sure to hold on to him for more time than that. <coughs> we'll see what ends up happening there, but KDOT, you know the name Wayne Rooney. I mean, he even played here for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. What are your general thoughts on the move? If you don't know enough about it, A-OK. It, would you be more likely to go to a game knowing Wayne Rooney is the head coach of DC United? No. Okay. Um, I answer that question first. So like, but I cool. always think as I do with every MLS thing that happens, anytime there's one of those big names that come from Europe, it's, Oh, they're trying to get the casuals in. Um, which is to me, it always feels that way. And then like knowing I tried to listen to a little, um, I was, I took my girlfriend Dulles before we recorded this and on the drive back, I'm like, I know we're going to talk about Wayne Rooney. So I turned on some YouTube videos. I pay for premium, so it plays in the background while I got ways up. Um, and they were talking about it. And the, the general consensus I was getting was that people are thinking that we're – how do you pronounce Darby? 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 Darby. Darby. <laughs> Darby. Is where with he an R. Was, with Darby. Was where he was coaching before this. But apparently there was something fucked up with the way that everything was happening and there. Uh, he was a he, points deduction. Yeah, yeah. And he required he requested new ownership. They really tried to convince him to stay. He left. Um, my understanding is the first year that he was coaching there, he did a little bit better than expected, but it didn't set the world on fire. Mm-hmm. The idea would be at least over there in the UK. The thought is that he's kind of running away to go get an easier job in the MLS, which also. Listening to that and listening, it was a bunch of Brits talking. They don't give a shit about the MLS. Holy crap! No, they shit on the MLS. no, of course not. Right. Um. So it's the idea of like, all right, he's got to build up his resume, or maybe even work on it to a certain degree. And they they named a couple guys that have done that in the MLS, and they come back over to Premier League, and they've had middling success. But um, at the end of the day, it's it feels as though it's a dual purpose: get people talking about the MLS, which is always the goal. So I got Beckham and all these guys that are always in there. Okay. But then on top of that, mutually beneficial in the sense of Rooney needs to learn more. He doesn't have a reputation as a coach yet compared to his reputation as a player. And even his reputation as a player to some people is a little maybe overglorified. If I, if I'm putting the puzzle pieces together, so I'm a DC United season ticket holder. And so I follow the team 
not as closely as I should, but fairly closely. Um, here's what I'm thinking. This is certainly not Wayne Rooney's final destination. Let's begin there, right? He's a very new coach. He's young in the coaching game. Okay. And he has familiarity with this club. From Rooney's perspective, initially, I was like, what the fuck is he thinking? Like, it makes no sense to me that he's coming here. And money get? But now, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> we're going to talk about that in a moment. But not only is that money good, but this makes a lot of sense. The more I thought about it, because DC United's in dead last place. There are zero expectations for Wayne Rooney to do anything. And if he doesn't, he can just point to that and be like, see, my roster was absolute trash. Plain and simple. There was nothing I could do. This was a completely unsalvageable situation. Bummer. Now, it's only two years, and there's also a rumor that a clause in the deal is that he can leave for free if a Premier League club offers him a deal. Yeah. Okay. So if that's true, and we're operating on the assumption if that's true, watch he played for Manchester United. That's not going to happen. He's not going to jump from DC United to Manchester United. It's just not going to happen. What could happen is he could jump from DC United to Everton. It would still be a bit of a leap, but that's where he started his career. He's a boyhood Everton guy. And Everton's most recent game, they lost 4 nothing to Minnesota United. They're not doing very well right now. And there is a very good chance Everton doesn't do well this year. Okay, they've lost some talented players. So... I could very easily see if Everton has a bad year, they get relegated or something like that. Wayne Rooney comes in after just one year, maybe Mm. two. But I think if you're a DC United fan and you have hopes of Wayne Rooney staying, you need to also be an Everton fan because I think that's ultimately where he's angling. His family is still in the UK. They have not come with him. Okay. I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to stay away from his family for that long. So this to me seems like a very short term thing. This to me seems like angling for an Everton because he goes back to his boyhood club. The fans will love him. They would have just had a horrible season and they'd go, well, at least we feel good again. That to me is where I think this is headed. I hate to say it, but I think that's where it's headed. Okay, so it works for Rooney. It works for us in that maybe some casuals show up, but ultimately... This is much more for Rooney. I love the deal for Rooney and much less for DC United. That's just how I feel about it. I would just say if they want more casual to show up to the games, they need to get Apple to fast track the next season of Ted Lasso. That's the only reason I give a fuck. Um, although the the trailer for that damn um, Welcome to Wrexham um, yeah. show with Ryan Reynolds and Ryan, Ryan McElhinney, Yep, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch it too. And I think that's going to get me excited. I think it's going to get me a little excited. Look, I I bought what the Formula One uh, hoodie last year, but even though I kind of dabbled in Formula One for years before that because I like auto racing, um, I bought FIFA after watching last season of Ted Lasso. Okay, so maybe Rex will get me to buy buy what buy a kit. Is that what they call them? Kits. Yes, that's right. A kit. Um, We'll see, but it ain't going to be Rain Wayne Rooney. (laughs) It doesn't move to me the needle. Fair enough. Uh, now, Rooney has made a couple moves already. So Miguel Berry, who is a forward from Columbus, uh, got traded over here. And Ravel Morrison, who was a United youth product, Manchester United youth product, and very, very talented, just didn't live up to the billing, signed here recently as well. 29 years old can still at this at the MLS level. Ravel Morrison can have a very, very successful time at D.C. Uh, and we do have an all star in striker Taxi Fontas. So like there is some hope that the attack can end up being really good for D.C. United. I'm just not hopeful, DC, uh, excuse me, Wayne Rooney's going to stay for an extended period of time. I think one to two years, absolute tops. And then we're right back to looking for a coach. Rest in peace, Hernan Lusada's coaching career here in DC. I miss that guy so much. I loved him. And I'm willing to fight DC United fans that said, oh, no, the players didn't like him. They wanted to have fun. They did on national TV against the Philadelphia Union losing 7 nothing. That was a blast for all of us, including them. All right. Is um, Freddie Adu still playing? I don't know. I don't even know where if you if you told me you could give me a million dollars to guess the continent Freddie Adu were on, I couldn't do it. Like I literally I have no idea where that guy is. No clue. Legitimately no clue. 
while you look that up, we're going to jump over to the comment mailbag from our last episode three weeks ago. Once again, we were fighting fires and trying to save Europe from burning. So let's begin with Spencer Brudig, former host on the show. Great episode as always. K-Dot Beard, period. That was its own sentence. Brad Beal is great, but not worth that money for me. However, Wizards need to take what they can get. Plot twist, they trade him to the Nets for Kevin Durant. Go Kings. To which Tony, shout out Tony as always, replies, Wizards will always be just another team until they get a big three. I agree with Tony. Um, We need a big three. Every team needs a big three at this point. That's just how it goes. What do you? What is that face? Go ahead. Uh, big threes are out. No, big threes are still in. We just don't have one. Who just won the championship? Listen, big threes are still it. The Warriors are just an exception to the rule. They're not. Who won the championship three. before that? Who did win the championship before? Milwaukee. That? Oh right. Big three. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, but that was a fluke because <laughs> the Nets, no, 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 hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. The Nets, the Nets literally would have smoked them, would have absolutely smoked them. <laughs> Harden gets hurt. What it could have shut up. Kyrie gets hurt. <laughs> okay. Durant on his own about? almost. No, listen. What are you talking about? They just happen to have a nice In little a path. Big there. three? Is this 2008? The fuck are we talking about? You still need a big three. I'm gonna. No, you right do now. not. Tony, I just loved your comment. <laughs> you're correct. What? You're correct. Fuck no, you need about. a big three. All right, fine. Uh, Spence, love your comment as well. Let's dude, let's move on because Tony has another comment. Tony has another comment. We'll address that big three thing after the pod. Uh, this is more for you, K. Dot. What makes? Hang on, hang on. We ain't hitting all this. No, fuck you. <laughs> let's get into it. Go ahead. When's the last big three that won a championship? Miami Heat. I didn't think about it too hard. That's like 15 years ago. I'm sure it's happened. 2013. What the fuck are you talking it's about? Not 2013. All, All right. right. Since 2013, San Antonio Spurs, big three. Yeah. Parker, Ginobili, Duncan. Are you kidding me? The 2014. Oh, 14. San Antonio 14, Spurs. 14, 14, 14. They had Kawhi. Big three. Name them. They had Kawhi. I'm not so. Okay. Name the big three. Amit. Kawhi. Ginobili. <laughs> Fuck out. You said Ginobili's name in 2015. 2014. Next, Golden State. Cleveland yeah, Cavaliers. Have... Yeah. Golden okay, State. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on. Golden State, yes. They have Draymond Clay and Steph. Come on. You're not calling that a big three? No. You're not calling that a big three? Not in the same sense of what we talk about when it comes to big threes. Oh, so These guys are. We have no, whoa, whoa. no, a big three means acquiring a big three. That was the entire thing of a big three. You have to all these teams we're talking about built these teams for nothing. Did the, the, the Golden State Warriors did not acquire anybody? Those are all guys that they drafted and it made sense. The Along only piece that they added was KB. Tim Duncan and Tony Parker. He, Banu, was known as one of the big three. In what year? Oh, like the whole time. Bullshit! <laughs> The whole time, dude. <coughs> the whole time. He was a Hall of Famer. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know. We got some big threes. The last big, the other big three that's trying to exist right now, which is Brooklyn, we've seen how that goes. Because one of the big three get hurt because they're all fucking old now. Why, goes are all these teams, why are all these teams trying to acquire a third piece, for example? Because they all want a big three. Right, but I'm saying that they do. There are GMs and teams that are still stuck in the way the NBA did things over the last decade prior and there's at the end of the day you still have like i'm not looking at any of these teams that have been successful recently and looking at them say they acquired their big three the closest you might get is the lakers when they get one after uh antonio uh anthony okay, but davis a big, but a big three is still a big three like whether you not if you draft no it's, oh, okay so here's the thing we all want three really good players on our team it's yes. different to what we're talking about with the big three the big three is when what the, the celtics did i would call big, it a big three I would call the Warriors a big three. All right. You know what? We'll talk to Spencer about this and some other Warriors fans. We'll we'll get them to chime Spencer in. Spencer didn't say big three, did he? No, no, no. no. Tony that said it. That wasn't even his comment. Yeah. Tony said big three. Big fucking three. Yeah, it's the name of a league that Ice Cube runs. I got a big, I got a big comment from Tony. 
All right, ready? What makes The Boys the wildest show on TV? The guy jumping in and out other humans' genitals. What sports did you guys play growing up? And KDOT, what's that artwork behind you? Number one, he answered his own question with The Boys situation. Have you watched many shows with people jumping out of exploding genitals? I don't think so. Um, Sports growing up. In high school, I made the football team every year, but didn't show up to practice because I had asthma. So I didn't really play. Um, but growing out of air on your way to practice, how would that? No, it was a liability concern. I never had the uh, paperwork and everything filled out properly. But then there's yes, paperwork, of course. The final two years of high school, I can't get into detail why, but I couldn't. I I physically, I from a legal standpoint, I could not play my final two years of high school. Um, not I couldn't. It's not that I couldn't play for a legal standpoint. I can't address why I couldn't play. Because that is from a legal standpoint. I should have gone first because that's got way more impact to it than whatever I'm about to say, which is in high school, I played tennis, I ran track, and I played soccer. I still play soccer. Um, nursing a knee injury right now. But Tony, to answer your question, I'm mainly a soccer player. I played football and basketball after school every day. Oh, yeah, I did too. I just, um, yeah, hey, two in touch football, pretty quick out there. Debate's um, sort of a sport. I've debated four years in high school. Yeah, we're going to move on. Uh, ref the district. Nice job, boys. Hey, thank you, Ref the district. Pretty oh, hey, well, the artwork, I have no idea. My girlfriend fakes like she's cultured. Okay, so, Tony, we don't know. That's just the truth. Uh, KDOT will get on it, though. You will, right, KDOT? Um, all right, so Ref Thanks, the district. Sorry. Nice job, boys. All right, thank you, Ref the district. Shout out, Ref the district. They've got a great sports podcast as well. And KDOT had referenced them earlier. We had them on for an episode. Um and let's move on to Earl Bruce. Doug Williams led Tampa to an NFC championship game. That is a fact. That is true. We did not mention that. Uh, I think we were talking about it in last week's comment mailbag because the comment mailbag for the episode prior would have been the one with Ref the District. Trev had mentioned Doug Williams and how this is similar to Doug Williams or whatever uh, with Carson Wentz coming over. I think Carson Wentz, Doug Lee, I still don't understand the comparison. You know, it's been a while. Um, and when you're fighting fires, things get put into perspective. Yeah, I, was, I remember because so, here's the thing. I, I think recall. if I'm not mistaken, this is a follow up comment to a comment that didn't make any fucking sense. So there's, there are a couple of those from Trev. Yeah. Which appreciate you watching. But really good. Number two. Maybe we, maybe you should like either like really text, like just go stream a conscious and maybe we'll be able to pick up on some things. But right now, I just, I don't, I don't quite okay, understand. Fine, fine. We'll move on. Uh, we'll move on to the end of the show. This is District Divided, a DC sports podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we are officially back on Spotify, Apple, etc. It's been so long since I've uploaded. I've just been lazy about it. I'm just going to be honest, but we're back on there. And so I hope you're enjoying it on that platform. Please Thanks. like and subscribe on YouTube. Also, just like it on or give five stars on you know, a podcast platform. We would greatly appreciate that as well. It helps with the algorithms across the board. And uh, yeah, we just appreciate you guys for listening and sticking with us. <coughs> I am Mummet. That is KDOT. We will see you next Friday. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Peace. All right. So the big three, oh, I shit. think, can be drafted. I don't think it needs to be acquired. Does it's just it getting good players. Yes, that's all it is. I agree. The big three has a connotation to it. God no, damn I'm it. I'm checking. I'm checking. I'm checking. <laughs> what makes a big It was what Miami did. It's what, what Boston did. Three. It's what Brooklyn tried to do. You might be able to give the Cavaliers team because they went and got Kevin Love. Yeah, I give you know, I even give the Cavaliers in 2017 it. Oh God. Now I'm just picking up. I Googled it. I'm an idiot. I forgot the big three is a league as well. Yeah. <laughs> We're never gonna get this. No, I think the Cavaliers team, because what the Cavaliers had, Kyrie, right? They Big drafted Andrew. About, uh, okay, according to the ShadowLeague.com, a very well-reputable website, Big Three is talking about who your best three players are. In the case of the Warriors, their best three players, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. Every team has the best three players. Yeah, but some are worthy of the name Big Three. That's that is such <laughs> fucking horseshit. No, the I big three, the big three thing was what GMs were trying to do after the success 
of what the Celtics did with the Ray Allen, KG, Paul Pierce thing. That after you had that, you had all right. these other teams that were trying to team up to create these big threes. The last team that I'm going to give it to, like I said, Cleveland Cavaliers, when they had Kyrie, they traded Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love, and then LeBron went back home. That's a big three. Three so, guys that weren't together before that decided we have to join forces in order to win. I think you're wrong about that. I don't think they needed to be acquired from other teams. I think if you happen to draft them, good on you. Shout out Bob Myers. He did a great job with the Warriors. He got himself a big three. Do you think he looks at it and goes, I didn't have a big three. I've I never don't had think, a big three. But I don't think that. All right. But here's the thing. We're talking about the context of that comment that was made on YouTube, right? Yeah, we need a big what three. What a non-state. It's a Booger McFarlane level statement. To say, what are you talking about? We no, need three good players on a team. No, yeah, you need, need more points. Really, really you need more points players. than the other team to win. It's a not. It's a, what are you saying? What he's saying. We There's need nothing more being more said. Talent. No. It, yes, there is. There is. We have Brad. Porzingis is very, very shaky in terms of staying on the floor. But if you can acquire another really good guy, then you would have a big three, and it's acquired. It fits your definition of it. Fits your definition of it. You're just saying you don't think it's going to work. That's it. That's what? what we're talking about here. I don't think what's going to work. A big three here in D.C. I don't think because you don't think it works anywhere anymore. I don't think it works. No, I think you have to homegrow your talent. You have to homegrow your talent. I think that the way I, to me, the person that probably and I said this this before I was doing Dish Divider when I was doing ASOS like two or three years ago at this point. Right. The the thing that I thought was probably the most. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Influential thing to happen in the NBA in a very, very long time. Consequential thing to happen in the NBA in a very, very long time. Was Giannis staying in Milwaukee? I still think that that's going to be a point in time that we all look to and realize, holy shit, something changed. Before that time, before Giannis resigns, everybody was looking to put together what I considered to be their big three. Who's going to team up like a fucking Avengers movie to go win a championship? Almost mercenary level, right? Giannis said, fuck that, I'm staying. And I think what we're going to see right now going forward, you got Bradley Beal stays in Washington, right? I don't see John Morant playing for any other team in Memphis. I don't see Trey Young playing for any other team in Atlanta. I don't see these guys leaving their situations. The more that they're going to say, fuck that, I'm building it here. I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. That's what they want to do. No, but I think you're gonna. But I think what you saw with Brad Beal accepting the con or signing, but there's there's also the counterpoint, right? Like Dame Lillard has stayed in Portland this whole time, and now there's nothingness there. I get it, like it it goes both ways. And again, Mm -hmm. the Giannis ring was fucking impressive. It was abundantly impressive. But yeah, but but to counter your Dame point though, but to counter your Dame point, when Dame was doing that, right? Right. What did everybody around say? Why the fuck is he doing that? Remember, Dane has been around for years. And the thing was that no, everybody questioned Dane. The same reason everybody questioned Giannis. If you want to go back and look at all the ESPN, all the stuff, when Giannis resigned in Milwaukee. Stars weren't, but, but Giannis, when, how when long Giannis been in the re-signed, league when he resigned? Like, when Giannis resigned, signed their first deal when Giannis resigned oh, okay. in Milwaukee, everyone said collectively, what the fuck is he doing? That no, was the consensus. No, I'm telling you, that was the... Okay. We, we differ there. I will hear your point. Please continue. The consensus on every one of the talking head shows, on all the radio, and all the rest of the shit, was why is he doing that he's going to end up like Dane? That was, the, that, was the, that was what people were saying back then. And my thought always was Giannis staying there, if he can win a championship, will change the league. And this league always runs in these ways. The, the NBA, more than any other league, is a trend. Is a trend league. The way that also it, it works so trendy, like I feel like every league is a yeah. Trend. Every league to a certain degree, yeah. but the, the we'll way wins will go. Yeah, that. but yeah. no, but the thing with like in, in in football in the NFL, slow, real slow to get in and out of trends. Unless you're talking about like um, Analytics, certain for schemes, sure. they're starting to. Or unless you're talking like schemes like Wildcat, right? Like Wildcat or run option. And that usually lasts about a half a season until defense starts scheming against it. And then whatever uh, kind of fringe offense you kind of put together goes away real fast. They usually flash the pants sort of thing. Um, The NFL is usually really – baseball? They're still fighting about whether or not to use analytics, period, on some teams, right? So, like, there's – 
they're very slow to look at what trends work as far as baseball. Baseball is just a slow sport in general. I get it. it I can't. Forever. I don't know enough about hockey to say anything is trending in hockey. I'm saying basketball itself is a very, very copycat league. It's extremely the NFL copycat. is described as a copycat league too. It's just some of them suck at it. I would say the, I, I think that's what happens. I think we're from a semantic standpoint. I think the only thing I'm talking about is the time frame of these trends or copycat. I, I, I think we're for. I think we're talking about the same thing. We are for the most part. I think I just I'm look by bottom line, and I would say my piece. You say whatever the fuck you want to say. To me, the onus of what we were talking about when it came to big three in the general lexicon, as far as what, what we talk about, was what Boston and Miami and other teams have tried to do over the last. 10, 15 years, which is try to acquire guys from across the league. It's where we always talk about the meetings of the dudes that are on these. They go on trips together, and they're all plotting. And Hey, we're all going to meet here. We're going to meet there. Everybody talked about putting together the big three because there was success with that for a period of time. Okay, that, right I want to be, right. be very, very honest with you. I tuned out about a minute ago because I'm now stuck on the artwork. Jesus Christ. Right, what even? Fine. What, what even? What? Like, can, can we pan to it? Can we? Can we now I got to stand up. I'll, 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 next time I'm here, I'll do it. Okay, I'm looking for it. Right here, to I'll send you because a photo and you can you can enter it here or put it at the end of the pot. It could be the thumbnail. It should not be the thumbnail. I'm just letting you know. It's but <laughs> it's getting creative over here. Because all I, I see are the lips. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think it's Indian. Describe it to us. There's a dot. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> She wears some sort of headpiece, got full lips. It's just a, it's a lady with her eyes closed with a dot in her forehead. Okay, I'm looking forward to the photo. I don't know what else kind of art it is. I don't think it's anything. I think she probably got it from Pottery Barn or some shit. White people think it's culture. So this is, this is your girlfriend's piece? <laughs> yeah, I'm at her place. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm, I need to stay in D.C. She's out of town. I get plus airport and all that kind of shit. I wouldn't want to go back. Oh, to right, right, right. Okay, okay. See, in Baltimore, I got pictures of musicians and instruments and stuff, which are sort of poser stuff. I, mean, I don't play any instruments, but I know a lot more about it than just... I, I don't understand. She's got a lot of stuff in, like, all over the world. I know she has. She's worldly. She's been in a lot of places. She doesn't remember them. Like, I ask her about it. She's like, yeah, but I, I passed out. I'm like, okay. Damn, you're just flaming. <laughs> No, I mean, she's 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 cultured to a certain degree. She's experienced and seen a lot. Whether or not all these I don't think these pieces are from her travels. Okay, fair. So, like you said, probably Pottery Barn or something like that. Anyway, I'm looking forward to that photo. Um, Yeah, I'm also what the fuck is that? Tony, I just hung up some artwork over here. I got it blurred right now. But what I'll do is I will turn this desk so that you can see it. And then we could talk about that as well. Looking forward to it. It's actually quite nice. Um, I'm just going to describe the blurred image to you guys. It looks like it came from a vineyard. Um, there's some branches. Some it looks like grapes. Is that a? I think it's a blueberry. Where did you get it from? Estate sale. <laughs> Check that out. So you Went got a dead guy staying in your house. What's up? Oh, you yeah. got a dead guy's piece of artwork. Yep. Yep. Not gonna lie, he had good taste. <laughs> very least talk that much <laughs> i quite like it i didn't think i would but i was drawn to it i was drawn yeah, to it K-Dot. actually looking around here the the artwork she has in like those walls i'm more interested in this oh and i got like it's all dc it's all dc centric stuff so she's got like neighborhood photos over there telling town thing she's got what every young 20 white person had at some point which is a reefer madness poster oh yep um, i haven't seen those yeah, I mean, at least she'll have live, laugh, love somewhere here. She doesn't do that. I'm, I'm proud of her for that. Oh, my God. That reminds me of watching Eat, Pray, Love in theaters. My mom really wanted to see it. And I was like, you know what? Sure. Fine. You saw Eat, Pray, Love in a theater? Dude. I still don't know what the point of that movie was. It, it, it felt like that was daylight robbery of time because nothing happened. This woman was trying to find herself all over the world. Bump like runs over Javier Bardem and like they get together. It's literally the movie. That's it. That's yeah. it. It was a horrible movie. Yeah, I ain't doing that one. I've never done that one. I'm not and don't do that one. and don't. If we if we got into a really brutal argument, hey, I Michael Malley's in it. it. Watch it. You know what? Fuck it. Just watch it. I'm not going to. But Michael Malley's in it. I was like, he was the uh, host on Guts on Nickelodeon as a kid. 
This will get pretty good cast. Oh, man. Yeah, Julia the cast Roberts, is good. Sorry, the movie's no. bad. James Franco, who's canceled now. Richard Jenkins. Yeah. No, I mean, the cast was good. The movie sucked. Proud. The movie was just circular. It was like, and some people were like, oh, that represents life. You go through, you know, waves of stuff. So, like, Shut up. It's a movie. Yeah, come on. It wasn't even funny. Whole thing sucked. I actually am thinking like it's a biographical romantic drama. Fuck that. Who describes a movie as that? It ain't a rom com. It is Certainly a not. biographical romantic drama. I'm out. It's a bro movie. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was awful. Well, it Davis was... is in it too. I uh, skipped over her name. Again. The cast is good. It was. All, it's also been years now at this point. How, when did it come out? 2010. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Like I'll do an occasional Nancy Myers movie and hate it while I'm watching it for the most part. But um, no, nah, I don't hate all the Nancy Myers movies. She's she definitely she has some good ones. I'm still a sucker for the uh, '90s Parent Trap. Lindsay Lohan was a shit. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yo, Lindsay Father Lohan Bride's was like on good. top of the world for a while. Mm-hmm. Something's got to give. Is a really good movie. Something's got to give is a very good movie. I don't like the holiday. I don't like it's complicated. I did not at all like the intern. You know, the rom-com I really liked growing up was Notting Hill. I really enjoyed that. Hugh, you know, the Grant, one with Hugh Grant. Grant. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Grant. And I, you know what? It was Julia Roberts, wasn't it? Yeah. Notting Hill's yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, there was a good one. Uh, yeah, one of the, uh, Richard Curtis. Yeah. Hugh Grant's roommate was hysterical in that movie. That guy stole the show. So the movie that I love as far as rom-coms that I uh, it's almost a, people make fun of you for liking nowadays. And I don't care. I'm, I'm a dumb American that likes this movie. I know Brits hate it. I'm a Love Actually guy. I am absolutely a Love Actually guy. Um, I understand people's issues with it. I understand it's really fucking stupid. Um, I, I love thinking the about Love Actually today, actually. I don't know why, no? but I was. Yeah, yeah. I watch it every holiday. Every holiday season, I watch it. I wouldn't um, go that far, but I, I've seen it before. I tried I, it. Yeah. Plus, there were certain movies that if I knew I no, eh, never mind. Can't say that. Okay, last question before we go. Is there a movie you can watch, like, so timeless, I guess is the definition of it, that you could just watch over and over and over again and not get sick of it? We talk about this all the time. Rewatchability. Uh, Rewatchability. Yeah, let's go with that. Goodfellas is my number one. Goodfellas is your number one. I don't it's think my I have favorite one. movie of all time, and I can, I, I'll never get tired of rewatching. I think, I don't think I have one. Really? Yeah. And I think that's where I get stuck is because people will ask me. and I'm like, I don't know, but everyone else seems to have an answer to it. I think any movie I watch enough, I will eventually get sick of. I just can't. Uh, like, I I can tell you in the last 20 years, I have seen The Departed so many fucking times. I, I cannot. I have no idea. Like, I've, I've taken a I haven't watched it. I say in, in six months, this might be the longest time frame since that movie's come out that I haven't watched The Departed. Damn. I'm trying to maybe maybe the usual suspects just because I think there would be a lot of little details that maybe I missed. Yeah, so the user suspects are like two or three times and I'm done. I still it's, watch it, but I'm, I'm out. It's heavy. It's good. It's, 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 you know, it's great. But yeah. what's the reveal? Like, I like the behind the scenes stories about usual suspects make it so much more fun to rewatch. So, huh. you know, that they're like you in the that. when they're in the they're doing the lineup. And they keep fighting. It's because in real life, Benicio Del Toro keeps farting in the room. And Edna, they can't breathe. So when you like know that and then you watch it and you see them like trying to cover their noses. That is for like, that reason. It's fucking hilarious to me. Or when he, he's doing the accent and it was he was just doing it. And everyone was like, you can't understand what the fuck you're saying. Like they had so much fun just making the movie. But like all Kevin Spacey movies, it gets a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. That's also, oh, oh, shit. I didn't even think about it. He's canceled. Can't do it. No, I, 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 no, I still watch guys that are canceled. I just won't necessarily support the new shit. I will say this. There's a genre movie that I have found myself realizing that I can rewatch them so many times. I just noticed this a few months ago. Movies about uh, financial institutions or financial crises. Crises. Oh, my God. The Big Short. I can rewatch it. The Big Short I've watched. Actually, the Big Short, that might be my answer to it. I watch it. So, uh, have you seen Margin Call? No. Have you ever heard of Margin Call? No. Watch Margin Call. Okay. I'll watch you Margin have Call. to watch Margin Call. I just want to be able to answer that question confidently. 
So I want to find something that I can the big short might be the move. For some reason, okay, the big short is a, so good. Big short is so easily rewatchable. But then, like, I also get like Boiler Room, Wall Street, um, are just easy to rewatch. But Margin Call has taken the place of Big Short for the most rewatchable movie for me for our financial crisis. I'm definitely sold. I'm going to watch yeah. Margin Call. And on that note, I'm going to go watch Margin Call right now. See you guys next week.